Let's talk Budweiser Gardens because London City politicians have a big decision on their hands. The Corporate Services Committee meets today and one of the items on the agenda is an expansion to Budweiser Gardens. Now the Bud celebrated its 20th anniversary last year and I think it's fair to say the building has been one of the best decisions City Council has ever made. However, in its 21 now years, it is now outgrowing itself. A report going before the committee details what's needed and it's largely back of house upgrades. You're talking customer service improvements and they are not cheap. The work, if approved, would be done in two phases at a cost of $33.3 million with taxpayers picking up 80% of that and the private share being 20%. That is no small ask in this day and age of tight budgets. To talk about this, we are joined by Cheryl Finn, the General Manager of Tourism London. Thanks for your time today. My pleasure, Devin. Budweiser Gardens celebrated its 20th anniversary last year, so it should be top of mind. But sometimes I forget how long it's been here, and, you know, with time comes upgrades. Like anything else, (laughs) human or non-human, we all need uh, a little work as time goes on, uh, especially for uh, Budweiser Gardens. It's such an integral part of what we do through tourism, um, but also such a gem in our community as well. How important is it to uh, tourism for London? It really allows us to uh, garner and to host those large events, such as uh, most recently the Briar. It keeps us in that competitive space. And uh, if, if there was more room, it certainly is a cost savings. Uh, when we hosted the Junos or the World Figure Skating Championships in 2013, there were significant extra costs related to infrastructure. Uh, the tenting, if anyone remembers, the tenting um, as part of the infrastructure of the facility was a considerable cost. Um, so if we're able to bring that in-house and have those upgrades done, it certainly keeps us very competitive when we're going after those large, large events. So are those the types of events that are maybe becoming a little bit harder to attract or it would just be easier to bring them back again if we made some of these upgrades? In all honesty, it is becoming more difficult. Uh, There there are venues all across our country that uh, are either being built to incredible new standards or having significant renovations done to them. So to be able to stay competitive, uh, and as we know, events are a huge part of what London does, uh, it's it's significant, and the dollars that are invested, uh, we we know through our data that it's an incredible return on the investment. How competitive is this, especially in a post-pandemic world? You know, trying to attract these types of events. It was competitive pre-pandemic. Uh, multiply by that by a hundred post-pandemic. Uh, during the pandemic. Communities have recognized how incredibly important uh, tourism is to the economic impacts and the economic contributions of their communities. It, uh, it, it's becoming incredible. It already was incredibly competitive. Uh, now where we used to say London punches above its weight, there are other communities that can make the same claim. And we are against all of those now as well. 
almost feels like other communities saw what we did and tried to uh, emulate that. And we're almost, uh, we and Budweiser Gardens, almost a victim of our own success. It, that's a great way of putting it. it. That's exactly what we are. We were a standard nationally for uh, for hosting templates, um, for how a venue uh, like the John Labatt Centre 20 years ago, Budweiser Gardens now, uh, can change a community, change uh, downtown core, um, it, it, bring a community together, but also attract outside visitations. Uh, we were held to a very high standard, continue to be held to a very high standard, and uh, want to obviously continue that reputation as well. You mentioned uh, the economic impact earlier. I remember talking to businesses you know, in and around uh, the, the Briar, and they were just, you know, ec- ecstatic with it being here, uh, just from, you know, people, you know, coming and staying for a while. And just, you, it's, it's easy to see the impact. I remember when the Junos were here, there were like spinoffs in terms of even like barbers and whatnot. The the spinoff from these events is is quite uh, quite significant. It it really is a giant ripple effect. We When you think about bringing visitors in, they're staying in our accommodation providers. So not only are they paying uh, the hotels, they're also paying into our municipal accommodation tax, which helps us uh, replenish that fund and go after additional events. They're, they're eating in restaurants. They are shopping in our stores. They are buying gas in our gas stations. They are exploring uh, the, the city and investing significant dollars in in all kinds of things um, from experiences to shopping certainly culinary is huge as well um, our our breweries are a fantastic offering when you're here as a tourist uh, so yeah that ripple effect is far reaching throughout the entire community even though the venue is located within our core We've talked about, you know, the benefits of this might seem somewhat obvious, but what's the danger if we don't go ahead and do this? The, the, danger, the danger is we lose out. We, we miss out on incredible opportunities that create jobs, that create experiences, that drive traffic to the core, that drive our service industries. It's, it's not a pretty picture. Uh, and and yes, there there are competing uh, projects and issues, but honestly, this is one that through data, the return on investment to us as a community is significant, and it is rooted in job creation. We will uh, follow with interest. As Cheryl, as always, I appreciate the time. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Thank you so much, Devin. That's Cheryl Finn, General Manager of Tourism London. This will be discussed at the Corporate Services Committee later today at around noon.